and welcome to another show. Don't get this twisted. I am Rob, along with my co-host as always, Tina. How you doing, Tina? I'm doing all right, Rob. If I sound a little nasally again, it seems like the only thing that's going on in this place is a changing of the weather, but I'm doing all right. Yeah, I think a lot of people have been a lot like nasally lately. It's I think with, you know, we've had a lot of winds and a lot of crazy weather and it's been the last couple of months. It seems like our weather goes from one extreme to the next and my sinuses aren't mm-hmm. keeping up with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you have rain yesterday? We did, but yeah, not very awesome. much, like just uh, just like misting. Yeah, we had some we had some rain here, but not like a shit ton either. Uh-huh. But man, it was like at an inopportune time. I was like trying to move things between my car and my place and so. to the trash can. And I was like, motherfucker. And, you know, I wear glasses, so <laughs> it's just never never a good thing but thankfully it uh it didn't rain too bad and it was enough to like maybe not make my car look horrible yeah my car looks horrible we'll see i haven't gone out this morning because it was raining last night i went to go get a bite to eat Mm -hmm. um like literally around the corner from my house just through the drive-thru real quick and i when i got back i parked and i saw the dots on it and i was like this is not gonna look good tomorrow So, um, we were talking last week, obviously, about the purchasing of firearms, and it's less than 10 days, so you're still waiting. Still waiting. But we did talk uh, early in the show about that we were going to do a show on relationship red flags. Yes. And now that I'm coughing. You know, what's funny is we didn't call them red flags when we were dating. We're just like, no, no that bitch no, is crazy no. or not. Nah, don't like it. Like it was in a big. Um, warning, it, it wasn't it, a term. Yeah, it wasn't a term for sure. Um, I just think that, look, we we when we were dating, obviously, in the 80s and the 90s, I I believe that every, like there were red flags, but we just we just went, OK, our relationship, you know, burned out because of this or because of that. I think we saw those issues, but we probably just looked past them just like most people do. I think, you know, that's the whole thing about saying it later on. Right. I should have saw these red flags. I don't think we I don't know if I didn't if somebody did something that wasn't right with me, it was I was just kind of done with them. You know what I mean? It wasn't a red flag or I didn't like stick around to see, is it just a a warning or is it going to keep going? It was like, no, I don't want to deal with this and didn't. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. So people, when they talk about like red flags, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a long story. And it normally is. Pretty much. Like (laughs) I said, I think I've. I've heard it a lot lately. Um, a guy at my work, he's been married for a long time, like 27 years. Mm-hmm. And he says some crazy stuff all the time about like things that are going on in his life. And I was like, was she like this in the beginning? <laughs> like, when did it when did it go sideways? So before we get too knee deep, obviously, I'll give a little uh, definition of what a red flag is this is on betterhelp.com today we're we're uh, using technology me and tina where she can actually see the web page that we're on now so she can actually read it with me i feel like i don't have to read it out loud too much red flags are warning signs that indicate unhealthy or manipulative behavior so i guess these are things that you should have seen early in the relationship um and they tend to grow bigger and become more problematic over time, which makes sense. I think look, uh, the courting part is generally everyone walks on eggshells anyway, right? I think you're you, but you're trying to be a better version of you. And I'm saying that generically and in general, um, you generally don't, go to a first date in shorts and a t-shirt, even though maybe you should, because Mm -hmm. if that's who you are, you should show who you are right away. So, but I I think manipulative behavior, um, uh, is something that's totally different. I think if you end up telling somebody, Hey, this is kind of who I am, they should believe it, but that's not what happens. 
So we found on this website, there's 15 red flags in a relationship to look out for. And, you know, look, there's probably a hundred. Right. But I think that I looked over these before we got on and I, I, I agree with a pretty big amount of them. There's some that you kind of have to go. Eh. You look, if if you look at all 15 of these, you'll never date anyone ever again. I don't know. I didn't see all 15. So the first couple. The, the first, first couple, one is okay, overly controlling behavior. <laughs> yeah. If somebody's trying to control me and. OK, here's here's an example. I'm a hairdresser. Hair doesn't mean much to me. But when I'm dating a guy and he says, leave your hair long, I like your hair long. The very next time I'm at work, I cut it off. And the last time it happened, I cut it off so short. It was like hairline short. So I established real quickly that there's not going to be any control. And. I wouldn't put up with that crap. Yeah, look, I I can see both sides of this. Um, I think that if you look, you should like someone for their looks and their inside. Um, But extremes like it's no different to me. Like if a guy if you meet a guy and he has whatever hairstyle it is and then comes to pick you up and has a mohawk next. There should there should be an issue with that. You should go. Oh, why'd you do that? <laughs> now, you, do you know what I mean? That's like, so norm, I, I find long hair attractive. I'm not into short hair. If I wanted, I'd be with dudes. Um, <laughs> and that's just me. Um, look, and if you're going to cut it, awesome. At least give me a warning sign so I can go, okay. Because to me, that's at least, again, doing the same thing. That's like if you, if you like guys with big, full beards. And then he comes over to pick you up and it's gone, completely gone. And you're it's like you're dating a different person now. And you're like, whoa, what happened? Uh, I shouldn't mm. you should never say don't do that. No, I think that's the behavior. Yeah. There, the, there would I get be, the don't do that or leave it like this? Like, yes. None, that's uh, not for you to say. I, I agree. But I think you. that you should have the common decency to say, hey, I'm going to do this. And that's with anything. You know, I, like, I do say that. I'm like, you know what? Don't say that. It'll make me cut my hair off. And then next then, thing you know, see, it's off. <laughs> no, but there's your sign. Like to me, if you said that, I'd go, OK, but I I, but I would also rebut it with, hey, if you're going to do something extreme, because at least you tell me so I can be ready. I came home one day while I was married and my ex-wife would dye her hair like it was the thing to do. <laughs> I came home and she had fucking aerial hair. Aerial red, like not. <laughs> normal people ginger red like a fucking cartoon character and it was like being punched in the nuts i was like what the fuck did you do now did i get used to it yes but it was you know i didn't have any fair warning give some fair warning and i just think that that's common decency with anything but call me crazy yeah, I, I we never in my house when I was growing up with my mom, my mom and I changed our hairstyles in extreme ways all the time. I, I don't think dad particularly liked it, but mm-hmm. he just learned to not say anything because he was like, it's going to happen. And and that's normally how I like with men, I'm like, just leave me alone when it comes to this. I'm a hairdresser, so it's going to come back a thousand different ways. If you're not going to like that, that's on you. I'm still going to do it now because I haven't been challenged in a long time in that in that sense. My hair has been kind of boring. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just uh, I don't know. I you you establish dominance very quickly in a relationship. And if somebody's trying to to tell you how to be from the get go and you don't like it, you definitely need to show them that that's not going to happen. And I don't know. That's how I was raised. So that's how and, and here's things. what I'll tell you about. <laughs> here's what I'll tell you about boring. Men are simple. Men will have the same hairstyle for 35 years. Mm-hmm. That's why we like we want to know what's going on. No, I get you. <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. Lack of trust. Uh, uh, obviously, trust is a, a foundation. 
Major sign, unstable relationship is when partners, friends, colleagues, and family members distrust you. I mean, he, obviously, that I think that's just a human thing. Yeah, um, if you're in a relationship and you're already being questioned as to what you're doing all the time, like that's that's a sign that you shouldn't be with a person. That's not a red sign. Red signs are, are red flags or when, yeah, they did this, you know, I should watch out for it. But if somebody's not trustworthy or they don't trust you, that's not a red flag. That's like an opportunity to get the hell out. Yeah, I, I think that if you're going into a relationship already with a lack of trust or you're doomed, if yeah, or if someone tells you, hey, I'm going to go do this and you already are questioning them, you need to bail out. Um, but I think that, that those are that's a human thing. I think if you don't trust friends, you should bail out of them. Absolutely. You know, and, and I, I don't I let people bury themselves, you know, like it's I get a feeling that something's going on and I'll just sit with it because there's not much you could do. And, you know, time will tell as to whether or not you're right or wrong. But I know my initial instinct is always right. So I just let them, you know, dig their own hole, because if I'm mm -hmm. watching, they'll show me who they are really quickly. For sure. And I think that, um, you know, it. <laughs> you give somebody enough rope, they'll always hang themselves. Mm -hmm. It's Absolutely. just a matter of time. But my thing is, you know, you can only you can only have a certain amount of time because you don't want to you don't want to continue the 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 thing where it's like, OK, where are they at? Do I trust them? Does this and then you get out before it gets too deep. If you don't trust somebody, you, you should have no relationship with them at all. Not at it's all. It's just, okay, I, I have this feeling mm, I'm going to walk away. And all it, you're doing just, is prolonging the agony mm -hmm. for everyone. Yeah. For everyone, <laughs> for everyone involved. And, and if you're in a relationship with somebody, it affects a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, all right. Uh, what's the next one here? Feeling, feeling low, low self-esteem. Self -esteem. See, the people closest to you should build you up, not break you down. Totally agree with this. When you love someone, you are committed to supporting and uplifting them. If you do not feel that support from your partner, family, friends, something needs to change. That, I think, is a very, very high one on should be a very high on this list. One of the things for me is that. When you're with a person, you should always hold them in the highest esteem. You don't ever break them down in front of your friends. You always try to leave everything positive and let them know that this is a good, healthy situation. And you should also know that they're doing the same with you. But also in person, if you're not building up your lover and you could do that in a bazillion ways, you're doing something wrong. You're, you're minimizing what you could get out of a relationship because you're not being your best self and you're not you're not encouraging a best self from your partner. Yeah, it one of my big things is if you're having an issue in public, you take it home to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And and but you both have to have the wherewithal to lean in and go, OK. But, you know, I'm upset, but let's not we're not going to do this in front of other people. There's no reason to. I'm not going to belittle my girlfriend in front of her friends or my friends. And make Why? everybody uncomfortable. Yeah, it it's find a way to it, even if you have to separate from the group from a, for a second or two and, and and make it not blow up. You shouldn't be doing anything like this. And secondly, you should always try to be supporting mm -hmm. in, in any way. If you're. If you're like to me, I'm um, I'm an interesting cat when it comes to things like I'm very physical and I like to I'm a, I'm a person that if my girlfriend's across the room talking with somebody, I'll try to get their attention, tell them to come over, just give them a kiss and tell them they can go back. Just like like, hey, I wanted this kind of thing or I'll find my way to them and do certain things. These are uplifting things or or making sure that you hold their hand when they want to or making sure they feel safe. These are uplifting things, not making them feel shitty for doing something. 
I don't know. I think that's a big one. And that's vice versa. Women make your men feel like they're important because when you don't, they'll find someone else who does. I agree with that. I don't know about the whole stopping me to have to go over to give you a kiss, then to go back. I don't know. That's for me, that would be a little bit much, but I do a lot of things so that the person that I'm with knows I'm with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't mean I shouldn't say that I mean it like in a like, oh, you have to come over here. Maybe if they're passing through or oh, I trust me, I will make my way over to them and and make sure that they know that they're. Yeah, I, I think it's more a of a toying thing, thing mm-hmm. more than anything else. I mean, more like, haha, hey, come over here, like and then. You know, give them affection. Yeah, okay. This one's big. This one right here is the probably one of the biggest red flags. This should probably be number one. Physical, emotional, and mental abuse. Yeah. I mean. Are those really <laughs> red flags? Are they get the fuck out of there? Yeah, but I think that what this probably means is during that very small dating window, that if you get any kind of this, you should bail out right away. Um, like mental abuse can be anything, any kind of things that you're, you're pressing on them Uh, to me, like telling, I I guess we're older. So for me, like we all need space or mental abuse and emotional abuse is pressing on them to maybe not see their friends, not do this, um, telling them that they're, that no one else is going to want them because they're a certain way. I told you I've heard that from several women. All of these things, though, are control. And again, you don't let someone control you. The, the, these are these are red flags. These are reasons to get the fuck out. Like, right. But I mean, I think if you see it early, like mostly like physical. The, it don't matter I, when I, you I, see it, when you see it, you get out. Right. But I think that later on when you're. The, the whole thing with me with a red flag is when someone goes, oh, this red flag I should have seen earlier. Right. These are the things that you're supposed to see and not overlook. Physical abuse should be one and done. Yep. Out. And, and I think that's both sides. A woman run, rails off and, and hits me. I'm done. Oh, period. and 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 that should be the only the only thing you should do yeah. is be done. Yeah, I, I think that that there's there's no because there's no winner in this. Right. No. If a man takes this abuse over and over sooner or later, he's going to pop. And and he should. A and, woman shouldn't and, be coming at a man like that. Right. Or vice and then, versa. And and obviously the mental or emotional abuse. It, it's th- these are the things that ruin men and women for other people who only really want to love them mm-hmm. right you have someone that keeps going who's going to want you you have three babies and and you know who's going to want that no one's going to want them after me or you know blah 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 and i've seen it with many many women men can be horribly mentally abusive horribly because we try to find that one small thing that we know is going to take your confidence away and take it um i've had several single mothers that that had told me that and i was like look you're gonna find somebody that wants that life because we all want some you know they're gonna want you and with you come your kids or with you come this don't let people break you down i think i think it's wrong to even say it like that this that somebody will find you that deserves you not vice versa that you deserve or whatever. Like somebody's going to find you that deserves you. Just be happy, have your life, do your own thing. And don't worry about who's coming around the corner. I think that's the way to deal with this. If you're not pulling yourself, like you're never going to find a whole relationship. You're mm-hmm. going to find somebody that could love you as much as you could love you. And if you don't love you that much, then guess what? They're not going to either. That's just the way it Agreed. goes. Yeah, I think that in your own head, you have to know that you're worthy. More than worthy. 
you know, and, and I also think you have to be open to, to knowing that you deserve someone better mm-hmm. or deserve someone different. Once you do that, the, things will open up in, and I think that's the, the bigger thing to me, uh, at least that's how I start thinking. I'm not, there, there's no reason to hunt down anyone. There, there's just not, you, you have to let someone yeah, let yourself be out there and the right person will come. Mm-hmm. Substance abuse. Uh, yeah, I think this is um, one that will run you down in lots of different directions. Um, I think a, a red flag is early in dating. If you're going out on your first or second date and guys are getting sloshed. Should probably bail out of that one. Don't. Don't wait to find out if this is a nightly thing or a weekly thing um, from a drinking standpoint. Now, drugs are a weird thing because I've really not been around anyone who had that kind of issue in a relationship. But, you know, drugs can be hidden much easier. Yeah, they can be hidden. But you know what? The the habits can't be hidden, like the not having money or the the. Mm the emotional uh mood swings that a person goes through the ups and the downs the sleeping for days there's so many there's so many things that Sign. you see when you're with a drug addict that if you see any of those things and and you want to have a good life get the hell away because the only thing you get with a drug addict is an overdrawn bank account right see i, I didn't even look at it that way i guess you're right if they're always the one scratching for money or trying to get something done freaking hell and 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 drug addicts they 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 run you like you know they're like a mouse they'll run you all the way around till you don't see something and then you're just like fuck okay here you could have it no you can't you can't be like that Mm. see that's good to know because i i've really never been in that situation yeah you'll Um, never get a you'll look at a picture a hundred ways with them and and it'll never be the way you see it if that makes sense like they don't right they just make everything look so freaking different because i'm sure very manipulative as well absolutely yeah i i'm I'm glad i'd never gone down that i mean like as an addict but i did have someone who was on prescription meds that would freak out if they didn't take them Mm -hmm. and and even that is some it's a form of addiction because nothing you could do will make them love you more than their drug. Never. Yeah, I noticed that with my mom. My mom was a great mom, but once she became an addict after her brain aneurysm, there was no, she didn't love any of us as much as she loved her pills. And, yeah. and as sad as that is to say, that is, that is the God's honest truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to really understand that you're never going to get love out of a drug addict right. or an alcohol. See that that's, and that's too bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause some, some of these people who, who are just have issues. I've seen people get clean and mm-hmm. become great people and are in good relationships. Now it just yes. took something bigger. Something them from themselves. They had to do it themselves because mm-hmm. Until they do it for themselves, you can't, you can't win that war. Exactly. Uh, Narcissism. (laughs) We've talked about this a few times on our pod. Um, Obviously, it indicates a self-obsession, a misplaced sense of importance. It can come across as delusions of grandeur, although not in a clinical sense. Um, Basically, it's an ego-driven person. I assume that women can be narcissists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's probably more of a manly trait just because no. you don't think so. I, I, no. Again, this is coming from a man. So th- this is why we're great on this because every time I say this is a manly thing, you're like, hold on a second, Rob. It's, no, it's not. Um, I, I, I'm just going with the generalization because um, I've seen lots of narcissistic men who who definitely use their ego to drive women batty, make them feel like it's always their fault. It's they're the one that's doing it. They're the one that is the problem. And I've seen it firsthand with friends that are very close to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So 
um, I, I would say that I've seen it. I really haven't seen it in women. But again, I think that you would probably be the better judge of, mm-hmm. of that with women. Oh, yeah. Women are, you know, f- poor men get a bad rap. And, and I'm and I'm definitely uh, not in the majority when I speak this, but women have gotten so off the rail with everything that they're the first ones to diagnose their men with the problem. And then I'm looking at them going, yeah, it really takes one to know one. <laughs> you know, because right. like I hear narcissism being thrown around all the time. And and in all honesty, I don't see that many people who are narcissistic. I see them having behaviors or doing things to get attention, but narcissistic is a bit much. So I I really have a hard time with that term. I know they're out there. I'm not saying that they're mm. not, but if you look at at the 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 way the couple is together, they're both rocking the same boat. And I see that all the time. <laughs> I'll agree with that. I think in a lot of cases, um, there's narcissistic behavior on both sides. Yeah. Um, I've more seen, again, firsthand in men, even through stories through female friends of mine, where you just kind of go, how? Like, this is what's going on. Have you ever asked He's, your female friends how they acted? Uh, um, yes. In in some of these cases, yes. And uh, I'll I'll agree with you. I think some of them didn't help the situation. No. Um, there's there's one that that I'll go for sure, and I know that it. This guy was just a manipulative piece of shit. But yeah. Um, I, again. Uh, all relationships are a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if you're seeing these type of behaviors early, you need to jump out. Mostly in number seven, I think the anger management issues. Um, I think this is also one that you have to look at early in relationships that if something happens, um, how quickly do these um, fights or issues how often or quickly do they feel out of control listen um if you're if you're in a relationship and you've got somebody really pissed off and you think they need a minute give them a minute get the fuck out of their way and let them go through whatever it is that they're going to go through and and let the energy de-escalate because if you don't and you want to push a man, a man's going to come at you like a man would mm-hmm. and should. You shouldn't push a man to that level. They're, they shouldn't be expected to hold back at that level. You should, as a woman or as a person, get away and let them calm down and then come back and talk about it. Not as, you know, you're poking the bear again, but to really fix the problem. and. Mm-hmm. I I see, I don't know, anger management issues. I have been around men where I thought they were going to lose their shit. And I was wanting, I wanted to lose it for them because they were just being pushed to no end. Mm-hmm. I don't really see that as much with women, but I have seen a couple of women just totally slap a man in the face and he should have beat her ass both times. Yeah. I, I think the, the so thing disrespectful. With anger management, the thing with anger management that's big with me is, is knowing when to cut things off mm-hmm. when, when, th- cause I think people in general, when, when, um, things are thrown at each other verbally, we go to the least common denominator, the one that we know is going to hurt the most. And, and women, I think are really good at that because they'll hit you where it hurts. Um, mm-hmm you know, sexually, um, last relationship wise, you know, this is why you're here. You know, you can't, you can never be this way or whatever. And then anger just drives more. Like you said, I think before, um, thing mud is thrown, you both need to step back. But I also think that if you early in a relationship, don't feel safe in it, you, you need to bail out quickly. Like if you think that, 
this person's anger is going to drive him to violence. You, you need to get out of this very much quickly um, and vice versa. Look, like I said, make haste. I, I, I used to tell every girl that I've ever dated, please don't hit me. Just let's not go down that road. Don't be a violent person with me. I don't. And I'm pretty big dude. But like we've talked about before, you know, I love when people go, you know, why do you have to hit her? He could have just, you know, stopped her from doing it. And the first time you wrap your arms around uh, arms around somebody and put them on the, you know, on the bed and tell them to stop. When you let them go, they're like a, you know, Wolverine. Mm -hmm. Then now they're even more mad. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I definitely agree. I think anger management issues. Look, it's okay to be angry with each other. I think that that's part of. Um, that's life. A, well, it's part of a good relationship. Sometimes you have to fight. I didn't fight with my ex-wife and I probably should have more mm -hmm. because I just, I was too mellow. And, and I think I was just in a different place. I think now I, I'm a very stand your ground person. This is the way things are. And look, this is me, but I, I don't want to feel unsafe in any relationship no. and no one should ever. Not at all. This is a this is kind of a uh, interesting one. I think if you if you give this a um, read, it's probably more common probably than we think. Codependency, where it, basically relationship addiction happens when two people rely on each other exclusively for emotional, psychological, and even physical support. Um, this alienates them from other relationships that can stunt personal growth where you're if you're only with them and you have no friends and you're not finding other outlets. I do believe that this can be a bad thing in a relationship. Absolutely. <clears throat> when mostly when you're both so locked in where you're just like, I only want to be around you. And, and I think that both sides of those are healthy. I think you. You, if you're running to the outside and your friends all the time, get out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. If you're only in your relationship all the time, get out of your relationship. I you think a big part outlets. of codependency is healthy. I think you need to, mm -hmm. as a couple, you need to rely on each other. You need to look to each other for their opinions and their, and their, um, their expectations, their support. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. It's when there's when you're alienated should be that's that's correct when it's too much. But I also think that you should be able to talk about things. Probably I, I don't I, I think going forward, uh, I will tell people, try not to talk about your relationship with people that m may get the wrong idea uh, about it. Mm -hmm. Like it's OK to throw certain things out or have certain people to talk to that about. But you have to be careful with that. Even talking to like your parents about it. Like, oh, because now, like, let's say girlfriend's mom. It, I would never talk to my girlfriend's mom or her relatives about my relationship with them. No. That you're, you're asking for the wrong thing. You're also making enemies within camps inside mm -hmm. someone's family. If I need to talk to my, about my relationship with my girlfriend, I have like three people I would go to. Yep. That, but that I feel confident to talk about with it. And, and even one is, is a male friend that we really don't go down that, that road very often. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, I have, I have people that I have, I would say no interest in ever having a relationship with. And that's who I talk to. It's not someone that I'm, Hey, am I'm I one boring. of those people? <laughs> uh, look, am I one of the people I mean, you tell everything but, to? <laughs> but we, but uh, look, we've talked about that before. We know that we don't. We're not going to go down that road. No, so. no, no. I'm saying, but am I one but of those three people? You're, you're, you're on that list of people that I know that I can say something to because you're going to tell it back to me really honestly yeah well and, you know that's kind of the cool that. thing about being just friends is and just is such a stupid word because you have to be really close to be that way yes. and um and 
I kind of like the fact that we could be completely honest with each other. I, I respect it and I honor that because how many people do you really have in your life that you could be that with? Yeah, me too. I, I think that there's a thing with us to where, you know, I, I'm not careful with what I say, but I'm careful with what I say because I might not want to hear Oh, <laughs> what's my coming answer. back at me you know what you i mean know, like that's the truth though. it's the truth and and i've said things to you before and you came back with an answer and i was like oh yeah uh fuck okay but that <laughs> so, never means that you can't still talk about it it just no, means no, no, that, no. that yeah i'm gonna be honest with you and mm-hmm. tell you what i'm thinking i yes. i'm probably the worst one for that out of anybody that i know right now but if I but if I want honesty on a level that can hurt me, I ask you because you're not afraid to hurt my feelings. Well, I don't ever want to say anything to hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. That I've no, done no. That. But that, do you know what I mean, though? I don't yeah, mean the it that way. Truth. I, I, I mean it that mm-hmm. that you're going to tell me regardless if it hurts my feelings or not, because you believe that that's the honest truth. Yeah. And that's that's something that means more. And and I think that that people need that in their life, but you also need to be able to go within your relationship and, and and get emotional structure and physical structure and psychological structure. If I'm going to be in a relationship, I want to be able to come home to the person that I can talk to the most. Mm -hmm. And with, with having a friend that you can talk to, like I don't try to break up the relationship by, by bringing it down. I'll say, well, maybe that's something you need to, you need to really talk to them about, you know, so it's, yep. if you're going to have someone that's brutally honest, have somebody that, that doesn't discourage the relationship because all relationships have things that need to be worked on. Sure. You don't just throw them away at the first sign of something wrong. Mm-hmm. However, if you're getting these big ass red flags, feel free. Yes, I agree. I, I think early in relationships, that that dating period is so important. And I think mm-hmm. that when you move too fast, you it, miss it. It fucks things up. Yeah. You slowly date, you know, and and look, you'll know when your relationship is moved into the boyfriend girlfriend thing. And I, I'm a sucker for for making sure you understand that with each other, mm-hmm. um, even though it's probably already understood. There's, I think, there is something about asking someone to be in a relationship with you that is totally committed mm-hmm. so here's a here's one the inability to resolve conflict i would say that this is kind of a big thing um yeah. I, i'm look if you're if you're uncomfortable with being in a conflict and you are going to let these kind of things ride forever and ever and ever you, you have to resolve conflict you have to be able to at some point meet in the middle and say, this is this way. And this is this way. These long things of, of being mad at each other is just building a wall between you. Absolutely. And it seems like it's bigger in a lot of people's relationships than I've ever seen. You think so? And like, I have, yes. Personally, yes. I, uh, people that are around me, yeah. Like I said, my this guy at my work, um, I, I've seen it in him. He said things, you know. I mean, look, twenty five years is a long time, mm-hmm. but and and I think during that we all change. Like you've said, oh, yeah, you change during same your person. relationship. You're not, and I think that you have to be able to bend within this relationship, mm-hmm. right? Um, but he he has said things about where they have had long conflicts that drag and drag and drag. And, and look, it's both their fault that this is neither of them are trying to fix it for whatever reason. But Mm. I think that it's, you know, it's such of a dangerous thing to have in a relationship that you can't, someone has to be the better person. Mm in every relationship and look taking an l it isn't mean that you lost it means that you care about the person that you're with you know we everyone can't win 
I think for me, I I will drop a conflict really quickly just because I don't want to. I just don't want to fucking give it the energy. Mm-hmm. But what I'll do is I'll find a different way to talk about it at a totally different time and say, remember when you got mad at this? Well, here's an example of what I was saying. And <clears throat> you say it when they're not mad. You say it when they're able to listen. You say it when you've calmed down and it's not an emotional rant, but it's actually something that you could just talk about with the same tone that I have right now. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how you get away with you get away with murder when you could hold your tone and you could wait till somebody's not pissed off yes. and then do it with love. Like you could say, I don't want to fight with you, but that really bothered me. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to forgive you for it, but I really hope that you work on that. And I notice that when I say stuff like that, the whomever I'm with will kind of rise to the occasion because I didn't put them on the defensive. Mm -hmm. And that works. Yeah, and And I think that if you're going to be the one getting this speech, you have to be big enough to not try to bring something else up. Oh, no. It's one thing at a time with a man. Otherwise, you overwhelm them. They think they're horrible people and then they they won't try anything. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about number 10? I think this is. Constant jealousy. I mean, come on. This is this is a monstrous red flag. Uh, Early in a relationship. To not be jealous, especially in the beginning of a relationship. It is. I agree. Um, But I think that if you're leaning on this is just like, well, you know, why are you with them? What are you doing? Well, you're 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 just driving a stake in between. If you're worried to that degree, you're in the wrong relationship already. Mm -hmm. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the the things that go along with constant jealousy, like there should be jealousy in a relationship. And Mm -hmm. I've had people argue with me twofold about that. No, there shouldn't. Yes, there should. You should, there should be some kind of jealousy. It might be 1%, but it, it should it, probably only be about 1%. Yeah. And and look, that that's okay, but there should be some jealousy. Um, just because that, look there, you want them to be, you know, 99% with you. Um, but I think when there's jealousy to where it, fucks with your happiness. I remember being at a restaurant with my partner at the time and there was a female waitress and the female waitress was very young and you could tell she was kind of wild by the way she dressed and her makeup and everything. And she had a thing from, for my partner. And so every time she came up to ask if we needed anything, she only looked at him and it it was funny to me because, I mean, I don't think a lot of women would think that that was funny. I think they would take it offensive. But with me, I, I just think it's funny. I'm like, oh, you should go get that. You know, like I'll make, a, <laughs> you know, I'll do it the other way. Like when else are you going to be our age and have a 20 something year old vagina? You know, like I say stupid <laughs> shit like that. It did make me a little bit jealous that she was flirting with him like right in front of me. But at the same time, I'm like, well, shit, if this makes him feel good, let's just kind of joke around about it. You know, nothing's happening behind my back because I'm the one talking about it. You know what I mean? Right. And I I was, though, just a little bit jealous. I'm like, God, I'd love to do this to him at 20 years old. I didn't get that opportunity, you know? Right. So. Yeah, but it wasn't like it was going to be anything that hurt the relationship. As a matter of fact, it was very good for the relationship that night when we went home. So I don't know. The jealousy is it. You should have a little bit, but you shouldn't let it get the best of you. Yeah, I'll I've talked about this before, but I had a friend who um, was they were at a bar and they were separate at the time, boyfriend and girlfriend. And some guy was standing next to her you know offering her a drink blah 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 and this guy stormed out all pissy and and i told her like yeah i i would have walked right up and i would have been like hey dude if you want can you send the drinks over to table four and i'd have just picked her up and walked away with her Mm -hmm. i would have said you can buy her drinks all day long dude i don't care but she's going home with me so it doesn't matter yeah like there's other ways where to deal with jealousy to show your to show your confidence mm-hmm. to your lady. Like that doesn't bother me. Like I know 
Or I, I'm the kind of dick that would walk up and, and say something like, bro, your credit score is not good enough. <laughs> you you want to you want to you want to just kick a dude where it hurts. Say some crazy shit like that, because then he's going to be like, ah. and I'd be like, OK, sweetie, we're going to go back to the table or whatever you're going to do. There's other ways of handling that without storming out like a fucking child. Right. They're just not. And to me, like, look, if if my girlfriend's getting hit on. Awesome. You know, as long as it's not going anywhere, who cares? Mm-hmm. If if I feel that my girlfriend's beautiful, she's going to get hit on. That's just part of life. Um, But I know I'm going home with her, so it doesn't bother me. Just that's how I am. Gaslighting. We did a podcast on this. Yeah. Obviously, we can probably skate over this one pretty quick. It's a common manipulation tactic. Should be a red flag right away. If they're making you feel guilty of something, whether or not you did anything wrong, like you're getting gaslit, get out of it. It's mostly early. Like this is something that as soon as people are starting to like throw things on you like that, you need to get away and and vice versa. Same thing. If some girl's making me feel like I'm, you know, I'm in the wrong and I know I'm not, you know, and I think we're older that I think the older you get, the least um, you're going to take this shit. You know, younger people generally take this kind of thing because of whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, not me. I, I I'm going to find myself probably out of a relationship much quicker than I would have when I was 25. I'm just now. I'm like, okay, this isn't working. This isn't going to work. Why waste each other's time? Mm-hmm. There's, there's just no. This is not something that. I want to put up with. Yeah, it it's just not what we do anymore. It's mm-hmm. there's, you know, I'd rather be alone than be unhappy. Agreed. That's Agreed. Just, that's just the <laughs> easiest way of looking at it. Uh lack of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is the ability to perceive and manage emotions. People with low level of emotional intelligence are unable to pick up on your feelings or empathize with you. This often results in unnecessary conflicts. Forms of manipulation. Um, I guess. Uh, I mean, I I can empathize with most people, but I have been told that I have a lack of empathy sometimes. So I think it just matters where it's at in the situation. And I don't, I can't tell you that I've been non-empathetic with a partner, but I have been non-empathetic with friends where I'm just like, all right, it's on you. Um, but I this one. I guess. Hmm. Um, emotional intelligence. Like if, if you're a Neanderthal, you know, I don't, I don't really understand this one because you, you get with somebody who, who is like you. So I've never been with somebody that wasn't emotionally intelligent. That that's just, um, I don't know what to say about that. I, I wouldn't put up with somebody that wasn't, able to empathize or to to see what I was going through or at least be supportive of of whatever it is I'm experiencing. Yeah. I like know. I said, with a partner, I've I don't think I've ever been non-empathetic. I yeah. just, you know. And sometimes it's like I've we've talked about it before. I think there's a men need to learn, mostly men. Um and again, I'm throwing this generically. There's a time to talk and a time to listen. Mm-hmm. You just got to ask which one it is. Because sometimes, <laughs> no, sometimes your girl doesn't want you to say a fucking thing to them. They just want you to listen, let them rant. And then they'll, they'll get up and go grab a bag of chips and a soda and sit down next to you and go, okay, we're watching a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect. If you don't want me to jump in, awesome. Because sometimes you just want to vent. And I think that that's important in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I agree. To being able to just go, so you just listen today. Okay. And then afterwards go, cool. We're getting tacos, right? Because I told my friend the other day, tacos fix everything. It kind of does. I'm not going to lie. They do. And there's a place, if you're ever out here again, visiting your friend, there's a place um, down the street from me that has some of the best. Um, uh, now I even forgot what it's called. What's the sweet pork? Uh, El Pastor. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, so good. So good. Maybe I'll go visit make, you and we'll go and do that. Make you want to slap your pappy, man. It's <laughs> so good. So, I'm telling you, it's really, I, 
like I've had really good pastor, but generally they put too much pineapple in it or it's overly sweet. Yeah. This has just enough sweet where you're like, oh yeah, it's good. Nice. Oh, and just so you know, um, not that we're affiliated with them at all, but Black Rifle Coffee, <laughs> if you're into coffee, I've been getting this one. It's called Silencer Smooth. It's a light roast. It is so good <laughs> for anybody out there that likes coffee. It's really, really good. It's so. Um, number 13. I think this is, for me, a super red flag. Yeah. This super is you're not going to fit in my world if you're like nope. this. And mostly in your case, because I have a very small group. But you have a very large yeah. group of friends and family. Yeah. So negatively affecting your relationship with family and friends. That's that's a big cue that somebody's got a problem. Yeah. Because in your case, I could see you throwing them really quickly out. No, because you, because you're, you're so tight with your friends and family. Well, here's the deal. Everybody needs to fit in. So for me, whether it's a friend or somebody that I have a love interest with, if they don't fit in my world, they don't fit in my world. <laughs> um, yeah, they're supposed to when you bring somebody around, they're supposed to be um, open to being a part of what you're a part of mm-hmm. and and your tribe, your community, your friends, your family, whatever you want to call them. They they have to fit in like, OK, so I've dated people that my mom never liked, but everybody else kind of got along with or mm-hmm. that, that you know, my friend had a problem with. But then come to find out she just wanted to sleep with them. So I've I've gone through different things with with different men. But what I find is if when they go into my world, they're polite and they they talk freely and they try to just be open minded that's that's enough for me. Whether mm. he, they negatively affect my family or friends, that's another story because people get offended all the time. I don't give a shit about that. But yeah, I agree with exactly with what you said. Yeah, exactly. but you you need to like come in trying basically as I would. You know, when I go into someone's life, I'm very I'm very careful to be uh open and honest and nice and well-received and put together so that, you know, there's, I'm not trying to make any waves. I'm trying to just slip in, you know, as subtly as I can. And that, that seems to work for me. I end up winning people over because I'm not trying to be anything or anybody. Um, but I'm, I, I didn't walk in being an asshole either. Right. I agree with a hundred percent of what you just said. I I think the the bigger thing is coming to the family or friendships groups as who you are. Mm -hmm. I I don't, I never want to try to change anybody. Um, You can be you. And if you negatively affect my friends on their side, that's not my problem. Yeah, no, that that's how they, how they take uh, interpret you. Same with my family. Like, my mom didn't like some people I dated mm-hmm. and, but she kept it to herself. Um, but she never showed any, anything other than that. But right. the, as long as you're not going in and nitpicking things or going like, I don't, you know, I don't want you to hang out with your friends anymore, or I don't like this friend. So I don't want to go to me. That's a negative effect. You, you, we all have to do things where you go to the dance. I've, there's been people I've dated where I didn't like their friends, but I went with a smile and and did my thing because that's what you do in a relationship. There's mm-hmm. give and take, but I didn't try to negatively affect their friendship. You I, just I try to coexist that. with them enough mm-hmm. to where you're not offended by them. So you just, mm-hmm. you know, just stay in it enough, but outside of their bullshit. Yeah. And, and look, I, I, I can't, if I'm being me, and my loved one likes and loves me. I, I can't, I can't de- I can't um, worry about how the people on the outside, no. how they feel about me because it doesn't matter. No. Um, I just do my best to not make a, a wave because mm-hmm. look, family is important. And yeah. um, no matter how people slice or dice it, 
we all want a coexisting, friendly environment to be in. And if I'm with somebody, I want to be around their family because family generally makes people happy. Yeah. So <laughs> some families. <laughs> some families. Look, some lately, families oh have gosh. issues. Yeah. yeah. No, I get you. I but told I my dad the well, other day, I, I said, you guys make it really hard for me not to move to Greece. Like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the Christmas on, season guys. is approaching. Do we need to do this every year? Yeah. No. I, and, and I think the around the seasons is a whole other thing. Yeah, it's a whole You different. really, like, there's a lot of Hollywood movies about crazy families Christmas during Christmas. And, and there's a reason, because people get... You know, it, it becomes a weird thing. Here's one for me that's big, only because I'm a talker now. Um, inability to communicate openly. I love I that you said that, I'm a talker now. <laughs> I yeah, that. I mean, I, I wasn't for a long time, but I'm, you know, obviously a I'm a talker. And and I have no problem um, openly communicating with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will um, not try to hurt people though. I think that that's a bigger thing. So many people, when they communicate openly, go for the throat. And I think that that's a horrible thing to do. It's. I don't get that though. If somebody is coming at your throat, are they your, your significant other, somebody that you want to be your partner or are they the enemy? Cause if they're talking to you, like you're the enemy, you're with the wrong fucking person. Mm -hmm. I've cussed a lot today. I gotta stop that. And and I don't want to be with somebody who, who makes me not want to be open. No. Because if I feel like I can't be open, it's a that's my red flag out. You know I want what, to be able to tell you everything. You know what's funny though is this seems to be the biggest problem for men today. That they can't be open, that they can't say how they're feeling, that women don't want to hear it, women don't want to give them time and and I, I kind of like to talk to to people and men, especially because they've got a different perspective than women. And I'm with women all day, every day. So I, I find that men are really kind of surprised that they could be open with me because that's not their world. And I feel so bad that that men are feeling like that these days, that they you suffer in silence is something I always hear or um, or that they're they're not. They don't, they're not a value. I don't know. We're, I think as women, we're really screwing men over in this situation. Yeah. I I think like there's a value in people. Yeah. um, And and they're different for different people. Don't get me wrong. But I think that not being able to communicate with somebody uh, on, on either a very simple level or a very complex level, because Mm -hmm. that's what relationships are. Mm -hmm. There's simple things like, Hey, do you like this color green? <laughs> I want to paint the room. Or there's complex level, like I'm having issues inside my family. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Those are two big things. And, and if you don't see that early in a relationship that where you can bounce something off somebody easily on a date and they clam up or don't know, or look, you, you know, the type of person you are. Mm-hmm. you need to understand the person that you want to be with. And, and I think again, the dating aspect is lost. Now people jump way too quickly into trying to make something with each other instead of look, just get to you know, know each get, other, get to know each other. And even if you've known each other forever, there's still things you don't know, like the little idiosyncrasies of people. You have to learn those. Mm-hmm. These are very, and, and to me, that is a form of communication. If okay. I reach for your hand and you're not very likely to hold hands with me, I'm probably going to bail because I like that. These are small things, but in the scheme of things, they can become very large. Yes. We're at number 15. This Lack of social connection or friends. Yes. Uh, I think that that's kind of a big thing with the type of person you are, obviously for me, especially. Yeah. You, especially, um, I, I like to be out and about with people. Um, I have a, I probably have a very small, um, group of friends, but I would say that I can lean on them. Um, I don't have any kind of anxieties or social shyness, so I can go anywhere. 
even though I, you know, like to be at home. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you know, if you're with somebody who says it right away that I'm an introvert and you're not, it's probably not going to work. Right. It's just, you know, um, like I do believe that you can have some kind of opposites and attract with each other. But if one's an introvert and one's an extrovert, it's never going to work. If you have people who generally don't like to be in social situations or with people, it's probably not going to work. So the, these are things that are big. And if you if you're the type of person who doesn't like to be around a lot of a uh, huge circle of friends, you're probably not going to survive. Not in um, my world. Not in your world. It, well, exactly. And I think in, in a lot of people's worlds. But if but also if you're the type of person who likes to have us like I like small groups of people. I'm not an extrovert to where I need to be at a party, but I'm I'm an introvert where if I'm at home, I like to have the people that I like That's be around right. yeah. be around. And I could have. 15 people at my house but if they're the right people it'll be the best time in the life and and i'm big on like barbecuing when i had a place that i could barbecue those are the type of events that i like to be at small gatherings with the people that you want to be around um so if that's you know but i can also go and do the party like i can do that it's just the people need to know who i am and i think that this comes that the communication and and lack of social connection go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You need to to tell the type the people that you're dating, who are you? Like tell me who you are. To me, that's a question that you should ask on a first date or a second date. Like just tell me who you are. And most people can't tell you who they are because they they don't know. Like I know the kind of nonsense I am. And I'm open about who I am. Um, but that See, I wouldn't me. know what to say though. If you ask really? me who I was, who are you? You don't know who you are? Sure you do. You're you're you know, you're a family person. These are um you're outgoing. You you know, you like to do these certain things. To me that's still who you are. You don't have to get like down to the cell form. Like I just want to know like who are you? And who you are could be four things, but at least that's because being able to say kind of who you are in a social um, atmosphere will will lead to other people's bigger questions. Yeah. What I mean is it's a it's a building block to me finding out who you are. I get you. I just wouldn't know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many things I'm like, oh. No, you're right. It, there are there are so many things. And and I think that these are the things that will come up during the dating period. But you have to be able to get out of these red flags, you know, fairly quickly. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to ever come from um, two years into a relationship and go, I should have saw this. Well, because, you know. Look, some people don't manifest that shit until two years. And that's being honest. And I've heard that from other people. They were great until this time or they were great until this time. Um, And and I've been through that like, oh, they were great. And then something flipped a switch and they went off the rails. That those are few and far between, though, I think. I think red flags are shown. um, Early and most of us overlook them for the other good. Right. Um, I just uh, I think we we need to get um, past that kind of thing now and and look. Look at the bigger picture and maybe that's just, you know, me putting things together, but I think that red flags should be looked at um, a little a little bit um, harsher. If you're in, if you're looking for somebody to have a long-standing relationship with, you cannot overlook red flags. Yeah, and all those red flags are like something you should really get the hell out of. Like to be honest, like mm-hmm. not that no, was a sure. red flag. That was deal breakers. That's that's what we used to call them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, 
I have a quote that I think kind of goes hand in hand with the red flags. Good is the enemy of the best. Right. Mm. If you if you're only looking for the good, you'll only find the good. You have to look for the best and red flags will weed out the good. Because a lot of people are good. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you. Any any last things? Don't put up with the bullshit because there are good people out there. Just be a good person and you'll attract what you are. There you have it. I can't say anything else. Yeah. Make sure to check out our social medias, the Instagram, Facebook, uh, soon to be YouTube. I'm getting on the old TikTok thing. I need to sit down with Tina. We're going to start sending videos onto that here shortly through our our uh, person that we have on the back end. Um, make sure to check us out on Apple and Spotify, Google for now, all the platforms. Share the show and it'll be a long one. Um, hmm. Look. We 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 really love you guys coming on and listening to us. It's a great thing. And uh, yeah, it's an opinion show. So don't get it twisted. Keep coming back every Wednesday. Until next week, that's my co-host, Tina. I'm Rob. We'll talk to you later on. Bye, Tina. See ya.